Welcome to episode seven of Jimmy and Lola's Positive Podcast. Oh, seven's my lucky number. Your lucky number. <laughs> um, our apologies. Yeah. Um, we went to go for two weeks to try and make uh, recording the podcast a little bit easier on us. Um, but with the London Marathon and Lola's sister running that, we kind of lost the weekend. And as some of you are probably aware, Lola has just changed jobs as well. So um, it was literally on the last podcast, I think I mentioned yeah. that I was changing jobs. Um, the thing is, as well, like just, you know, real talk, I'm having a lot of trouble with my mental health at the moment. And um, I just really felt like it would be very disingenuous for me to sit here yeah. and be like, oh, here's awesome some good news when I was just feeling really terrible so yeah you know I don't want to like uh, I worry a lot about toxic positivity and uh, I don't want this to be that so <laughs> no I mean we we have tried to be real with you guys on social media and stuff like that when you know I I was very ill like physically very ill and then as Lola says her her mental health was kind of took a bit of a nosedive so we have been a little bit sporadic and things like that which we apologize for but yeah like like lola says there's, there's no point in us sitting here pretending <laughs> that everything is absolutely fine when it's really really not and we don't want to you know kind of lie to you guys and things like that we've we've done the podcast to try and promote what's good in the world but it doesn't mean that everything is good in the world sometimes it does still yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. kind of slap you in the face sometimes and and makes you realize that you need a break and whatnot so. yeah the thing is is obviously like uh i don't want to start podcasts off like all of our episodes off with us apologizing so i do think even though we're going to try and keep to the sort of two weekly thing i think we're just gonna do our best and um this is not a great time of year for me mentally um so I guess we'll just, you know, do our best and maybe try not to apologise so much in the opening. Yeah. <laughs> this this might be the last uh, apology, like, properly. But, um, yeah, we are sorry and we will do our best. But at the same time, you know, we're here to spread some joy. Indeed. So <laughs> let's make a start. Let's it, make a we? start. Yeah. <laughs> So, with that being said, Lola, what is your positive news story for this week? Okay, I've got a really good one. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited <laughs> to share this. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's autumn now. And uh, because it's autumn, there's, he like, hedgehogs. There's hedgehogs, okay? They're everywhere. I know they're here all year, okay? But, like... <laughs> I just seem to see more of them in the autumn. I don't know why. I don't know a lot about hedgehogs and when they sleep and what they do. But for some reason, I just seem to see lots of hedgehogs at don't this time of year. They do, but then you would see them in the summer, wouldn't you? Mm, yeah. So, yeah, for some reason, the autumn is when I tend to see the yeah. most hedgehogs. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> this is going to be good. <laughs> Dale Road in Keyworth. South Nottinghamshire has been crowned winner of Britain's biggest hedgehog street by wildlife charities, the <laughs> British Hedgehog Preservation Society, and People's Trust for Endangered Species. <laughs> Are hedgehogs endangered? Apparently. I had no idea. That's probably why I don't see them. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, they're like a, a kind of British phenomenon, really. Yeah, they are. So, Dale Road. 
Impressively, the street has a whopping 42 hedgehog highways that link over 30 gardens on Dale Road with each other, as well as with neighbouring streets and gardens. Community spirit has been the key to helping hedgehogs with residents working together to drill small gaps in walls and garden fences to allow the creatures to pass through. A team of locals led uh, led by Jennifer Manning... Ooh, Oren? Manning Oren? Sorry, I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Um, Have been (laughs) working to make Keyworth hedgehog friendly since july 2021 they've been installing hedgehog house houses hedgehog house houses it's not me it's the way it's written it's written like that um and feeding stations setting up nighttime cameras talking to local groups and clubs and creating ramps to allow the prickly creatures to visit (laughs) gardens on different levels by the way this has come from countryliving.com just so you know this story i'm now reading to you (laughs) Uh, Jennifer says being crowned Britain's biggest hedgehog street is really rewarding. Jill, Nick and I have been creating highways around the village since July 2021, but hearing about this competition made us wonder if it were possible to get one whole street on board. Rachel has done some magnificent work to rally Dale Road. We're delighted with our team effort has paid off. Amazing. Isn't that cool? (laughs) I want to live on a hedgehog street. I mean, we can't because Wilfred would literally freak out. Do you know I, what I mean? He I had think, one... yeah, Wilfred would um, lose his mind. <laughs> yeah, he had like one run in with a hedgehog yeah. um, a couple of months ago. Like, w- no, way back when we first got him, didn't I we? I think um, it was this year. Yeah. But we hadn't had him for very long. It must no, have so been about been... two or three months or so, I think. Yeah, it must have been like January, February time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but, but you know... Uh, I, I think that's amazing. A whole road, a whole road of people has come together and gone, let's let's make this real safe for hedgehogs. And that is like really impressive. To be fair, it's yeah. really impressive and, and good on people for actually doing um I guess something like sort of tangibly noticeable and things yeah. like that. And that's that's really cool. Like I said, I had no idea that hedgehogs were potentially sort of endangered and things like that. You just kind of assume that they'll well, always be there. Yeah, but... they've 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 always sort of been part of like British wildlife. But that's the trouble, isn't it? You know, you don't think about it until they're gone, like with endangered granted, species. Yeah. yeah, you take them for granted. But you know, I think if there's like more sort of like focus on the issue, and if people realize that mm. that they're endangered and that they need more help then you know i i think that's that that can only be a win really it's probably quite an easy thing to do in the grand scheme of things as well i mean yeah. literally you're i mean when when we bought this house uh, the previous owners had like a sort of hedgehog house and things like that in the garden yeah but, yeah yeah like we say with wilfred it's not really something that we can potentially actively do as much like, no I don't think, you know if a hedgehog turns up in in our back garden we're not really going to do anything about it it's kind of free to oh sure free yeah to be there, but there's enough other animals in in our street and things like that anyway that... yeah i mean obviously like we we want our i mean our garden's quite a nature friendly sort of garden yeah. anyway we get a lot of uh visitors and things like that and i i would have liked to continue with the hedgehog house and feeding the hedgehogs but I'm, to be honest with you at the moment i'm just trying to find somewhere where i could in fact put that because we've still got the house yeah um and i'd just like to maybe somewhere in the front so that it's uh away from away from mr wilfred 
yeah, and potential little uh, bitey incidents and things like that, and yeah. he'd just end up hurting himself. But I mean, if anybody has like any green space, though, I would really encourage them to sort of like you know look into wildlife in their area. And a lot of the time, I mean, I, I have a bird feeder. I I don't top it up as much over the summer. I top it up every week during the winter, mm. sort of spring uh, months. But over the summer, I haven't really it, topped it, it up. It makes an incredible difference, like just being able to kind of sit and look out of your own yeah. back garden or look into your own back garden and see you know we get some amazing um is it murmurations the we get yeah bird displays and things like that and yeah. you know we get insects and everything sort of flitting about and everything it's a really good yeah we've got a couple of bug hotels in our garden yeah, yeah. and um we've got a log pile as well just at the back and uh, yeah like I say the bird feeder and, and all of that so I'd, I'd quite like to put in a bee watering station yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's, there's, there's little bits that you can do so yeah good on to, to a whole street though that's, yeah that's coming together I think yeah. that's nice to see like community spirit like that yeah. you, know, you don't get that very often I don't think yeah, in this day one, and age one shared goal as well which is yeah. always um, quite a good thing as well yeah well, well done Nottinghamshire yeah well done <laughs> Well, Jimmy, what is your positive news story this week? So, my positive news story this week comes from Nature Communications. Um, it's quite long-winded, and I'm going to have to do like a sort of uh, Diet Coke version of it, basically. <laughs> um, but uh, a team of engineers in Australia have developed a sponge. Ooh. And that's it. Nope, just a sponge. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my news story. Uh, no, so it's a uh, it's a high tech sponge. Um, it's similar to uh, like this silica gel packets that you get if you ever get deliveries and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, what you do is put in water vapor, and as soon as the water is in the sponge, there's an a uh, sort of chemical reaction uh, which converts it into pure hydrogen um and what that means is essentially you could basically just use water vapor use a sponge to convert it into hydrogen and then you would have a new uh fuel cell for uh cars lorries trains anything that you wanted basically Mm -hmm. any any type of vehicle um and there is absolutely no emissions whatsoever other than um yeah water basically that is very cool very very cool indeed um at the minute a um 10 square feet of the material uh, can produce 24 gallons of hydrogen every hour um that is kind of a bit of a misnomer really what um they've said is that if you were to um so convert every australian average house basically um into the stereotypical family usage you'd need um sort of a 100 square feet area so it's still a long way off actually being used kind of in any big um yeah i guess kind of lorry or vehicle or anything like that um there is a company in new zealand who is trying to uh, basically hydrogenize <laughs> which is a really difficult <laughs> word to say um a fleet of lorries um with the idea being like especially in australia as well because it's so massive that yeah. um being able to you know come off 
um, sort of your traditional fossil fuels and, and things like that. Um, their kind of their usage is just a lot more practical and things like that, similar to uh, the story that I had the other week about hydrogen trains in yeah. Germany. It's it's that sort of thing because the country is so big they're, they're really wanting to um, sort of push ahead with it. Yeah. The most um, I guess interesting fact about it is that it could basically be kind of relatively bone dry you just need a humidity percentage of about four percent okay and it would it would then work um absolutely fine um which again obviously for a country like australia where it is bone dry and roads just go on and on and on Mm. is um uh, yeah something that if they can get it to work um could be yeah kind of re- revolutionary yeah again i'm picking yeah. a lot of big words today that i can't Lots say of big words. yeah <laughs> it's a big word for elmo <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so um if if they can do it and there's certainly there there appears to be absolutely no reason why um other than yeah as as most things just the the cost of the materials and and things like that basically yeah yeah i i do think that infrastructure is just generally very um overlooked do you know what i mean and if you can have like green infrastructure infrastructure (laughs) that's a big word for elmo (laughs) (laughs) um like in a country i think that everything else it has like a knock-on effect then doesn't it with everything else yeah, and i think that's time, really really important i think you know if you can sort of have like green transportation um everything else just follows on yeah, from that so absolutely. yeah i mean especially countries like australia which is so um yeah big on sort of natural mining mm. for materials and things like that anyway sure. the, the country is so vast that if you can change one thing like this like you say everything else then then kind of follows that you'll you'll be able to um yeah just just kind of feed down the pipeline yeah. of, of other things and if you can put it onto a train and you can put it onto a lorry you can then put it onto a van and a car and yeah yeah you know, definitely bikes and things like that they're just just kind of follow naturally anyway so yeah i think that's so important honestly i think um you know it's really cool to hear more stories like this mm. of, of these ideas and things being put into practice it kind of gives me hope because you know like <laughs> ecologically we're not doing very well no, <laughs> here no, on planet exactly. earth <laughs> and you know having having an alternative to electric as well is yeah um no, especially when when there is issues as to where you actually get your electricity from anyway mm. you're, you're still just burning fossil fuels to generate electricity and kind of not really solving the problem yeah, there at exactly. all and, and it is so expensive whereas these little you know fuel cells and things like that you know, you're basically just kind of an endless amount of of energy there providing that you've got yeah, a, a relatively very very small amount of humidity to yeah to make it work it's it's good theoretically you just pick up a bottle of water and put it into your car and then it will run off that as well so yeah i mean obviously what's happening um in ukraine is atrocious and terrible um but there is one thing that's come out of this and that is the whole world sort of pushing to find more green alternatives yeah for energy. exactly yeah um you know it's it's still not worth the it's, the cost it's, it's, of it's, life it's not the price to pay but, but um yeah. you know it's uh, i suppose if you are looking for any kind of light light at the end of the tunnel then then that is something yeah, exactly. i suppose it's not much but it's something so moving on lola what is making you happy this week i had a shower with wilfred this morning 
listen, okay? Here's the thing. Um, <laughs> I I enjoy a bath and uh, I like a shower. And Wilfred gets sad if I shut the door. So <laughs> I don't do that anymore because he just sits outside and just makes sad little like noises and I feel bad. <laughs> so I leave the door open for him now. So when I'm in the bath, I'll be sat in the bath and then he'll come and sit next to the bath and I'll scritch him and he'll just put his chin on the top of the bath and stare at me. <laughs> and I'm like, this is fine. This isn't weird at all. Um, and today I was in the shower and uh, Wilfred was just looking at me and I was like, do you want to come in? And then Jimmy helped him get into the shower and then he had a shower with me. And honest to God, he looked so happy. He just sat there he just sat there and i just showered him like he had the best time ever he's still a little bit wet um <laughs> but he looked so happy i have never known a dog to just chill out so quickly yeah he just sat there he loved it loved every single second of he it. did yeah. yeah so um yeah we're we're thinking about like maybe making this thing like try and put in a wet room or something so that we can give him <laughs> showers or baths or something i don't know um, but he had the best time and um, honestly it just makes my heart so happy when he's happy I just love it <laughs> I love to see it and he just he was so like when he got out of the shower and we toweled him down and everything because um, we didn't have any shampoo or anything for him I couldn't like wash him no, so we no. did literally just rinse him with the shower head um, and he's actually got a visit to the groomer coming up on Wednesday when this is released yeah. oh yeah <laughs> today <laughs> happy Wednesday <laughs> happy Wednesday <laughs> We record it ahead of time. <laughs> Shh, don't tell them our trade secrets. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we didn't like faff about with him too much, but yeah, we just we he, I've rinsed him for about ten minutes, and he just sat there. He would have sat there all. Morning. He would have sat there all yeah. morning. He loved it, absolutely loved it. Um, and then he was like so happy, like his tail was wagging, he was jumping about all over the place. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He was having the best time ever, and uh, I just you know he's he's not had an easy time of it he's a very anxious little boy yeah. and um when i see him happy like that it makes me happy <laughs> so yeah that's what's making me happy this week and if anyone's got any recommendations for doggy shampoo or uh, <laughs> doggy dressing gowns or anything like that so that yeah. we can pamper him even more he's a very furry boy so i think one of those like you can get those wrap things can't yeah. you that that you put on your dogs for when they get wet and it might be good actually because when he comes in from a walk at the marshes he's very very wet and yeah. he, he can get quite cold so it'd be nice to yeah loves jumping in a river does he does he loves a swim bless him <laughs> loves a, i think it's that poodle in him yeah <laughs> right what is making you happy this week jimmy so this week what is making me happy is sport oh i love it <laughs> i love it Typical, typical response, I suppose. Um, yeah, it's a great time of year um, for, for sport at the minute. Obviously, football's in full swing. The Female Rugby Union World Cup is currently going on and England are doing very, very well in that. Ooh. The um, <laughs> T20 World Cup in Australia is going on for the cricket. Yeah, not, not so bothered about that. I um, don't understand cricket. <laughs> I, can't, I just, I try, but I can't understand the game. I really can't understand it. <laughs> Too many rules. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Carry on. <laughs> Carry on. Um, and and then the Rugby League World Cup has also started and England are off to a flying start. 
start in that and we will be going up to Bolton next weekend. Yes, yes, that's next correct. Weekend. Yes. yes. Um, to go and watch England play there and whoop, whoop, then whoop. Uh, in November we are going up for the female and male finals back to back as well in Manchester so we'll be going back to Old Trafford again. Um, which is always fun, although not for um, the Brewdog Hotel this time, unfortunately. No. Um, no too no. expensive. Too expensive. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> it was good. But yeah, that's that's what's making me happy. Lots of distractions from the world in terms of sport. At the moment, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> always good. Okay. Well, that's nice. I'm very excited about uh, the Rugby World Cup because um, I've, again, never been to a live rugby game. No. Not, not not a proper one, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I did yeah. at school and college. Like, <laughs> it's not the same. No, not quite similar <laughs> No, it's, it's not really the same thing, is it? But, um, <laughs> yeah, so... So it's always fun uh, to learn new things and um, see new places and revisit. The the wonderful world of Bolton. (laughs) Listen, I've never been to Bolton. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it could be fantastic. It could be the best place on earth. Who knows? Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) I I will temper your uh, expectations, I feel, off mic. (laughs) (laughs) Right, that is our episode for the week episode seven hooray all complete and in the bag until it gets edited and uh yeah (laughs) i'm sorry if this one's been a little bit weird we've had some weird takeouts uh this time yeah (laughs) we had some funny moments and uh so there might be a bit of a weird energy (laughs) (laughs) so i'm just gonna apologize for that in advance and um we've been talking about because we have quite a few outtakes now from the last seven episodes so maybe uh we'll do like a christmas blooper reel or something yeah basically random noises followed by one of laughing yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is yeah um obviously as we say every week feel free to get in touch with us um with any positive news stories or events or anything that you've got uh you can email us at jimmy and lola's positive podcast at gmail.com uh we are on twitter and instagram at jlpodpod and you can donate into the fund for getting this better equipment and making this work uh on our ko-fi page which is ko-fi.com forward slash jlpodpod i think yeah. that's it for episode seven yeah, yeah i think we did it we, we made it we did it, <laughs> we did it. <laughs> sat here for an hour to do a 25 minute episode which <laughs> There's an awful lot about how off the walls we are today. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, this is, um, it's been fun though. Yeah. Good vibes. Good yeah, vibes. good vibes. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys, and we will be back hopefully in a couple of weeks for episode eight. Yeah, take care of yourselves, be good to each other, and we'll <laughs> see you soon. Bye. Bye. Productions.